This episode of the Business Samurai Podcast is brought to you by Barker Management Consulting. Learn how Barker Management Consulting can help your cybersecurity posture through better business operations. Go visit barkerleadership.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter and get access to the latest cyber and tech business news in addition to giveaways, workshops, and webinars. Again, that is barkerleadership.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Business Samurai Podcast. I'm your host, John Barker. Today is my first solo episode. Going forward on Wednesdays, we're going to do some educational videos that align with kind of what I do in my consulting business. But I thought it best to start with the first one, a little bit of who I am, what I do, why I've been reluctant to tell my story up until this point. There's been some patterns that have emerged with other people that I thought maybe it was relevant. And also the future of the podcast, so you can get a sense of me trying to be bring a better level of consistency to it on the release schedule and make my life a little easier with the smoothed out operating procedure as I produce this. So let's let's dive in. I'm going to start out with something you've probably heard about. It's called The Hero's Journey. And The Hero's Journey, basically, if you're reading in movies, books, Somebody starts out maybe on the on top, they have some extreme adversity that knocks them down, and then they claw their way way back up to the top again, maybe even exceeding where they were before. Or a kind of a rags to riches story, very common storytelling methods. So one of the reasons why I had been reluctant to do this is those stories are typically boring. If you've not reached that crescendo, the top, you've clawed your way back up to the top again. And I'm not there. I am fighting every day, tooth and nail, to get better at what I do. But as I started the podcast, relaunched and retooled the consulting aspect uh, of the business, Barker Management Consulting, I realized a pattern was emerging with other people that I was speaking to. People that were in very similar positions to me before I made the decision of my next steps And I wanted to tell them, you're not alone. It's not too late to start something. It's not too late to start over. But the kicker is, it's on you to take control. You are the one going back to the hero's journey. You have to be the hero in your own story. You have to be the one to live the struggle and and try to crawl tooth and nail to get out of that. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Um, Maybe somebody will notice the struggle and say, hey, Come on, come with me, take a ride. And and then you can do some value add or other times it's on you to really be internally motivated to, to get something done. So real quick about me. I've been in 20 years in uh, technology, ops, cybersecurity. I love putting the puzzle pieces together in making businesses work smoother, implementing the latest technology, putting in cybersecurity principles, more from a cultural aspect. I'm definitely not in this small, medium range fan of shoving compliance down someone's throat. Of course, unless you're in an industry that absolutely requires it, banking, healthcare, things of that nature. So in my career, I've helped clients go from 200 employees to over 500 employees with a global footprint. I've ran government programs, government projects with DOD that have a global footprint with hundreds of thousands of users for web-based portals. And I currently advise some nine and 10 figure families in there of tech and cyber, which is very interesting. It's just a different situation if you've never been able to be around the dynamic that amount of wealth can actually bring to the day-to-day decision-making. It's not exactly what you would think in a lot of cases. 
So again, it's bringing industry best practice through my you know formal training and all that kind of stuff with PMI, ISC squared, and all of that fun stuff. And I typically work with service-based businesses that are in the $5 million revenue and up range. Because as, as I've told other people, I'm here to solve million-dollar problems. If you're still fighting over your $50,000, $100,000 problems, that's those situations where I think you've got that internal struggle to figure out for your for yourself. So why did I go back to business at the age of you know 43 after having this weird environment that we're in right now? So I was working for a couple other places the last couple of years. They were not fit as it was structured because of problems I had with leadership and the way things were being executed. It just, it, it was untenable. It just, none of it made sense. And I felt like I was getting chopped off at the knees. And so if you know that you cannot change the situation for your benefit, for the company's benefit, because of obstacles that are external out of your control, then what is the only thing you can do? It's to remove yourself from those situations. And so that's what it ended up occurring. So I did fortunately have the opportunity to take some time just to go, what do I want to do? I did start a job hunting process last year. And it just does not make any sense that people are saying they can't find people and then the process that they put them through. Or they put together these Frankenstein job descriptions that are like two disparate things and, and wonder why they can't find people. It just, it was absolutely just a dreadful process getting strung along between six interviews. And I absolutely believe in, a, in, in my case, looking back on the five or six different lengthy processes that I had went through, obviously none of which that actually came through that at least two of them, it was purposeful. I think they knew that they were just stringing people along, whether there was intention to hire or not. It's not so much that I didn't get anything. It was the also the method that it was handled. But in a couple of cases, I genuinely think that people were using the interview process to try to figure out what it is that they did want. And, and to me, that's not the way you go do that. You, you circle your team going, what are we trying to accomplish? Let's go find that resource. It's also the reason why I don't like the Frankenstein jobs. If you don't have enough work for somebody to be to that's really an expert in that field to to come in there and solve that solution for you go find the one on a part-time or a consultant basis to do that until it may become necessary for you to hire that resource why go put somebody that's going to be mediocre at job a mediocre at job b smashed together or an expert at job a and have no clue how to do job b and still slam that on them it just doesn't make any sense i was seeing that along with some very stupid interview processes which just the types of questions you're asking go use google if you're tell somebody to use google if you want dictionary encyclopedia answers if you if that's all you're looking for not how are you going to add value how would you troubleshoot how would you problem solve these solutions being able to work with a variety of clients allows me to have a diversity of solution sets being able to see a lot of issues and being able to build the the map to the strategic map for growth going forward but as i indicated I was seeing a lot of people doing the same thing. I've been reached out. I can't find a job. I'm going through six interviews. And from interview one to interview six, the job changed between who I was talking to. The difference is with some of the people that I've had reach out to me is they're being passive writers. They're expecting somebody to go, hey, John knows somebody. He can just go get me a job. And they're sitting there waiting for me to, to make that happen. It, that doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way in almost any part of life. You got to go take control of it. 
So that led into after I knew I was going to go back to business for myself, starting the podcast, initially starting it out with AJ, now doing this solo. I like the term the business samurai because to me that evokes the sentiment of mastery of multiple skills. And a good leader is a mastery of multiple skill sets. And if they're not, they're going to seek those that have it. And so for me, it's being able to have people that are in industries I don't know anything about that I want to have them on and have those discussions on how that industry functions. So there's a principle that I can apply to your business if I happen to consult with you. Or there's a new technology that may be out there that's not been implemented yet that maybe it's a fit for you that I'm not aware of. And I just want to have interesting conversations with interesting people that that to me, I, I just enjoy having those types of conversations. I'm genuinely that curious about what you do, why you do what you do, and how that functions. Because there's always principles to learn from what you do. I had Morris Turek on, trademark attorney. Obviously, I'm not going to be a trademark attorney. But what he does was absolutely fascinating to me. And I appreciate his help in working to get the trademark I've got submitted for the Business Samurai. So going forward with the podcast, to streamline this out, make it very predictable for you, me, and guests that come on, guest interviews are going to drop on Mondays. Going forward, I'm going to do the educational solo episodes. Obviously, this first one here is not educational, except you're educated on me, what I'm doing, recent experiences. And then I'm going to go forward with tactical, practical advice that I know that you can implement in your business that's at a high enough level that you should be able to implement it regardless of what type of service-based industry that you are in. And then I'm going to upload the, on the same day on the YouTube channel, I'm going to upload the, the videos to the YouTube. You can put faces to names. I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts that are just voice only. I typically will turn on YouTube if I'm on a treadmill working out or something along that line in the gym. For those of you that's, that feel stuck, now that I'm here, you, you've learned a snippet about me a little bit about the history, why I decided to do what I'm doing now. You're not alone if you're feeling stuck, but you need to be the one to take the the steps and be proactive. Do not give up. One of the things I've told my wife after the last couple of years has been, I can never allow a single person to have that much control over my life. Somebody does reach out to me and says, hey, you want to be part of this? Great. How do I trust you? Because that to me, to put that into a single entity again, it will be a hard build. But take action for yourself. No one's going to come to save you. You've got to, you've really got to lift yourself up and, and figure out the direction that you want to go. And if you find yourself in a situation again, where you cannot change the environment, it's been that way, it's always been that way, it's always going to be that way, then you need to remove yourself from the environment. People stick with the devil they know versus the one they don't. And typically speaking, that unknown fear, it's pointless. Go to it and get away from the thing that you know is not right for you. And then eventually you'll stumble upon it. So anyway, a little bit about me. Thanks for listening to the podcast and drop the uh, next episode on Monday.